Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my fellow DDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside, right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I got to put that out here because we're, we're worldwide, baby. Uh, 9 p.m. right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I am on the top floor of the tallest building in Raleigh, North Carolina, right here at the DDP Radio Megaplex. And because I love you all so much, I make that extra effort just to get the quality signal. And I climb onto the rooftop and I climb up that giant radio tower that sits upon the Megaplex and I beam a signal, a bat symbol, a crystal symbol across the sky, <laughs> all the way up to the mountains of Ontario, Canada, where my partner in crime currently resides, where she was recently inducted into the Canadian Triathlon Hall of Fame, which, of course, <laughs> we all know is different than the United States Hall of Fame. It's pound pancakes, then you a curling around, and then you try to sing Brian Adams for at least two hours straight without any stop. <laughs> and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I must announce my one and only, my favorite, the crystal ball of DDP radio. Crystal Stewart, how are you? <laughs> you know, these are getting more and more ridiculous, really. <laughs> but they're awesome. <laughs> we're, we're about two weeks away from not booking any guests and just having the show, whole show be an intro. <laughs> And then goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Right. Um, Thanks for coming out. Oh, well, how are you? I'm okay. Um, We heard news today that they are actually calling for snow. So pretty much um, as per prediction, I said it was going to snow before Halloween and looks like it's going to happen. Well, I hope you guys have have gone to the store and procured all of your uh, (laughs) delicious uh, confectionery uh, and, and food and all that stuff for the winter because I know that you guys have to hibernate. I think that's legal Canadian yep. law, correct? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> all right. Well, to move on from the tomfoolery, well, just to another avenue of tomfoolery, this whole show, we're probably going to be a lot of tomfoolery. But uh, <laughs> as I mentioned beforehand, um, I did a quick uh, video uh, uh promo on Facebook as you were sitting here patiently waiting for me to show up. Um, and I was talking about how our show is international, uh, multinational. 
Uh, we got Canadians, we got me in the States, and of course we have a guest all the way in Scotland who was kind enough to wait yep. up till 2 o'clock in the a.m. where it currently is uh, right there. So I hope you'll listen, and I hope uh, we can make it worth his while and have a fun show and a fun conversation. Uh, it's late there, so uh, we'll hopefully get him wrapped up in bed uh, by 3 o'clock, and maybe uh, if you guys aren't able to listen to it now, you can check it out tomorrow because I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a show on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the places you can download your podcast. But without any further ado, the Canadian quote master, Crystal, you do all this hard work booking us such an amazing guest. Tell us who we got this week. So this week, um, Mark Maxwell, um, he was suggested to me um, very adamantly. People said that they wanted to hear his story and they wanted to hear from him. So we tracked him down and lo and behold, he's here. Um, it's very late where he is. And I'm so very grateful that he, um, was able to come on with us. I know it's really late. Um, so, yeah, please welcome my friend, Mark Maxwell, to the show. Hi, guys. How are you, my friend? Nice to meet you both, and thanks very much for oh. having me on the show. Oh, thank oh. you. Thank you so much. Um, I have a, I have family who originally came from Scotland, and uh, I still have an aunt who, uh, I have an aunt who literally was born and, and raised there, and her whole side of the family is, is there too. So uh, I love hearing that voice, uh, the the Scottish accent, because it makes me feel at uh, home because I have so many relatives that have it. Um, but uh, I appreciate you coming on with us tonight. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very and I, welcome. I just, I just got to warn you, um, Crystal and I were texting back and forth, and she told me Mark, Mark Maxwell was coming on, and I said he's got like a gimmick name. <laughs> like a wrestling name if he just does Max Markwell instead. So now for the entire week, I've been trying to fight myself from instinctively saying Max Markwell. So if I accidentally <laughs> drop the Max Markwell, it's uh, I'm trying because I put it in my head and now it's all there. But uh, no, that's a, that's a cool name. That's a, that's a gimmick right there, a wrestling gimmick. But all right, let's get started. Um, we, uh, on this show, we always like to um, – kind of get somebody's origin story. You know, the, the the superhero genre is big. We always say that. And every superhero always cash in on an origin story. So tell us what got you into the DDPY community, what made you initially want to take that jump, and, you know, what got you here to first take that plunge into uh, your newfound success in DDPY? Sure, thanks. Um, so... I've always been a wrestling fan, so I, I did know of Diamond Dallas Page as a wrestler, obviously, from especially WWE and uh, WWF days. Um, and the first I really saw about the work he does with helping others was when I was watching The Resurrection of Jake Roberts. And then when I watched the, the show and the, the documentary, I didn't really realise at the time that DDPY was a thing. I thought it was more just Dallas helping his friends and, and ex-wrestlers. And then it was really when, from listening to Chris Jericho's podcast, I realised uh, about DDPY, um, and that got my attention. I've always been a, a big Jericho fan. I think he's a great wrestler and performer. I love his uh, writing as well. I read his books, and I think he's a great author. Um, in particular, I've always, I enjoyed uh, Noah's A Four-Letter Word. I think that's an amazing book that everyone should read. And then when you hear someone like Chris Jericho uses DDPY, in my opinion, he's still the, probably the best wrestler in the world at nearly 50. That makes you take notice. But to be honest, that said, Chris Jericho, 
he is obviously an elite athlete, so you don't know if it will really work for you or not. So when I started looking into DDPY, it's when I saw the stories that were shared by normal people like Jared and Arthur Borman. That's when I, I really started to think, I wonder if this could help me. Um, because they're real people who've obviously had real results using the program. Um, and to be honest, I don't post a lot on the, the DDP Yoga Facebook group or in social media about the my journey or the, the weight loss journey I've been through. I'm not really the type of person for attention with it. It's more I see it as a personal thing. Um, but I have got a select few people that I would speak to and share my progress as I've gone and they, who would inspire me and encourage me. And the reason I decided to post in the, my progress pictures in the DDP Yoga Facebook group now was because I felt that with my story and what I've gone through that I could help inspire others and show them that if I can do it, so can they. Absolutely. Wow, that's I, I love that. Um, so you you saw the you know the the DDP uh, Scott Hall and, and Jake Roberts documentary and um, you know we always had them here in the states you know for wrestling growing up and stuff. But how did you end up? Well, we used to watch DDP and stuff on Nitro growing up um, in Scotland. Yeah, we used to get, um, on Sky Sports here, you used to get more WWF. You didn't get a lot of WCW in Scotland. Um, down south in England, you got some. You got Nitro shows. So when I was down, and I used to spend the summers, and uh, I've just been down the last couple of weeks in Bournemouth, where I've got family right down the south coast of England, and they used to get Nitro. So I remember sitting up late at night watching it with my cousins. And also, <laughs> we used to get tapes of the, the pay-per-views, and I remember watching the... 92 Royal uh, SummerSlam, sorry, 92, live from Wembley. That was one of the first sort of time I remember watching. So it was mostly WWF, and then it was more once um, once DDP moved over to to uh, the WWF, and probably around about 2000, I think it was, roughly. I became more aware of him, and obviously Dallas's story of not starting as a wrestler until he was in his mid-30s is quite an unusual story in pro wrestling as well. So someone always found uh, a bit out there and a bit inspirational in the fact that he never, he always felt he could do it regardless. He wouldn't let his age hold him back. He didn't see that as an issue. So that's yeah. when I first really became a, aware of DDP. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, that's amazing. Re- wrestlers often get treat, treated like um, second-class celebrities on like the, in the States here. You know, they all, you know, they're kind of like, they're they're big in their genre, but like all the, the regular celebrities don't kind of include them. But you forget how huge of an international like thing wrestling is. And I always say that like Japan, Australia, like every continent has like a huge wrestling following because it is a very like um, universal language. People know good and bad. People know heels and baby faces. It's something that you don't even need a language like the same language to understand. And I was always blown away by like the, the appeal of pro wrestling across the world. And I just thought I'd touch on that real quick. Cause I find it fascinating. Um, you know, how just much of a reach some of these guys have. And, you know, when you're looking for something, you know, to change your life, literally, whether it's to get healthy or lose weight or get off, you know, addiction and stuff, there's something about having that message come from someone so familiar. Um, when yeah. The Undertaker retired this past year, I was talking to some people, and I'm like, you don't understand. Like, 
I've spent every Monday night with The Undertaker for 30 years. And even though it's a one-way relationship, you feel almost as close to them as you do your family sometimes. So when you need something uh, so inspirational or something life-changing, having it come from somebody who you, you know, spend so much time with watching and trusting and, and being invested in as DDP or Jake Roberts and stuff, I feel like that's more of a reason or you're more willing to kind of engage with those kind of changes and listen to what they're saying and feel more comfortable working out alongside those people. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And as a kid, I was always a massive Bret Hart fan and uh, Shawn Michaels was the other one that I really liked mm-hmm. as a kid. And obviously Shawn Michaels, DDP always tells you, is what the first guy to do his program. And again, when you hear that people like Chris Jericho and, and Shawn Michaels use a program, then it does inspire you to think, well, if they use it, there must be something to it. Absolutely. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Oh uh, no, I was just going to say, um, what, how? So when? How long have you been, uh, you know, doing the workouts? How long has it been so far? Um, so I started just at the end of December. Around about, I think it was the twenty ninth of December. Um, was when I first uh-huh. downloaded the app and started using the program, and I've used it. Pretty much every day since. Wow. You know, and, a new and, year, new change. And, Mark, um, just for everybody listening, what have, what's been your results so far, thus far? I mean, you, there's always somewhere to go, but, you know, in, what are your results up until this point? Yeah, so the main reason I, I wanted to use a program is for, for two reasons. One was to... Um, I've got tendonitis in both my Achilles, which was giving me a bit of pain when walking. And so I wanted to start using the, the sort of rebuild program to help with that. And that's where I've I really seen the, the results quickly. And also to lose weight as well. So I'm down about 114 pounds currently. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. Since December. Wow. Yeah, since wow, that's December. A, that's amazing. Congratulations, man. That's wow, incredible. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, you know, December, like, that's not even a year to have those kind of results. And, you know, I, I got to ask you, like, your body must feel, like, especially with, like, tendonitis and, you know, people, whether the the pain is caused by the weight or you're in pain and are just overweight, there's got to be such a huge difference in, like, just the pressure you're putting on your body. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can really see the difference now. Um, it, it would have been part of the, the problem, the tendonitis would have been from the weight I had. So obviously losing that weight does help. But definitely the program for strengthening uh, your ligaments and tendons, that's where I've seen a real difference, and that's really helped um, by using the program. So that's where I found a lot of benefit from it. Um, I started out last... Um, a bit of the reason why I came to the, the decision that I, I wanted to start on this journey is last October, um, my fiancé and I had our first son, and he was born with an extremely rare neurological disorder and unfortunately passed away at just 22 days old. Um, at the time of speaking just now, we've still not had a diagnosis um, as to what caused this. So it's been a pretty hard year for me and Abby and our family in coming to terms with the loss we suffered. And I do still think it hard to talk about. And but, but what I do look to do in any situation I'm in, I always try to reflect on what's happened and look for ways that I can improve as a person. 
And last year, if you know, um, I stood in front of my future wife, mum and dad, my brother, um, all our family and friends, and I spoke about um, our, our son's funeral. So I stood there and I thanked the staff at the hospital who looked after them, our families, uh, Abby, my fiancé. And I just spoke of how we would uh, always miss our son and never forget him. And then, looking back at that, I suddenly realised that if I can stand at my son's funeral and do that, I can basically do anything that I put my mind to. When I was younger, I used to play a lot of like, football, we would call it in Scotland. Obviously, guys would probably call it soccer. Um, yep. So I'd play about three or four times a week, which always kept me really fit. And then as you get older, and well, as I got into my 20s, I started working in a bank. And then I got the, I did get injuries playing football where my, both my tendons were giving me bother. And then also working late at night meant I couldn't play as much. Um, and then... To be honest, after I stopped playing football, years of just overeating and a bad diet and lack of exercise meant that I was probably sitting round about 270 pounds most of my adult life. And then last October and November, after the funeral, we didn't really... We were just sort of living in takeaways and a bad diet. We didn't really want to go to the shops. We couldn't be bothered cooking. And then in December last year, we ended up going away on a couple of vacations for about three weeks just to get away from it after um, what had happened. And then we came home, it was Christmas. And then again, that's another time that usually involves a lot of eating and drinking. So by the end of the year, I think, I'd, um, well, me and Abby were actually engaged to get married and we were due to get married in March next year, March 2021, um, which we booked nearly two years ago now in March 2019. So I'd always planned to try and lose some weight for the wedding. And then I decided I was going to um, download the app and start my weight loss journey in the new year, which would give me about 15 months before the wedding to try and lose weight. But then on Boxing Day in 2019, one of my friends had a heart attack. and He was only 30, he is only 39 years old. So I went to see him in the hospital on the Saturday, the 28th of December. And when I saw him sort of lying in the hospital bed, I just realised that could easily have been me. And I don't want to leave Abby, my fiancé, is like, I don't want her to lose her future husband at a young age due to an illness caused by weight or something that I control, control if I take action. So I've always been a big believer in being accountable for your own actions. So that was really the motivation for me. That The very next day, basically, I got home after seeing my friend and it made me realise, like, this can happen to me. You know, you think these things just happen to someone else and it will never happen. But after what happened to our son last year and I seen my friend have a heart attack, that's when the night I got home, I basically downloaded the DDPY app, used my promo code Jericho that I'd heard about in his podcast every week. And then um, the next day when I stood in the scales, I was at £310. That was the 29th of December. And that was easily the heaviest I'd ever been. So I started the beginner program, the 12-week beginner program, and I really wanted to start right at the beginning. So I started with the, the bed flex one, um, and due to the tendonitis of my Achilles, I, I would have struggled with some of the other workouts. So I wanted to make sure I was giving myself every chance to rebuild them and, and move on through the, the workouts, basically. So I probably could have started at a higher level than that one, to be honest. So I did the bed flex series in about a week or so, and then just progressed on to the 
the chair and standing with chair and up to the standing right throughout the entire programme. And since then, I've basically done at least one DDPY workout every day since. Um, I've not done ridiculous amounts, you know. I've, I've tried to keep it realistic and, and stick to one or maybe two a day in some days. Because I think if you try and set unrealistic goals, you're just setting yourself up to fail. So I wanted to keep it realistic. I knew I had the time. I, I wasn't thinking this is going to be short term. It needed a, a total lifestyle overhaul, basically. So that's yep. why within the, the what, nine, ten months since, I've now um, I've now got down to about 196 pounds. I think it was at last way in this week, and I'll maybe try and drop another five, ten pounds, but. That'll probably be the weight I'm comfortable with, to be honest, I think. Wow. Wow. Man, you are uh, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievably strong. I, I Listening to you tell that story, it's 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 horrifying. And for you to be able to go out there and just, you know, stand in front of your friends and family and stand in front of people and stand in front of us and tell that story, is it's, it's incredible. And, you know... There's no, as you know, there's nothing that anyone can say that can make everything fine and make it all right. And when we had Hayden on here, you know, who lost his daughters, um, he said to me, he said, you know, people told me after the words, you got to take time to grieve, take time to grieve. And he's like, I don't want to take time to grieve. Like, I want to get back in the world, which is important. But sometimes when you do that, you know, taking that time and, and allowing, you know, eat like garbage, drink like garbage, nobody's going to sit there. You, you know, you have the an excuse you just lost your your son no one's going to sit there and shame you for what you're eating but sometimes that becomes a trap and once you've gotten yourself into that hole that you're dealing with in grief and and just allowing yourself to just indulge in whatever you want it's sometimes it's a trap that ends up becoming impossible to dig out of because the grief piled on with the weight and then the food or drinking or alcohol drugs whatever it may be and I got to tell you how incredible it is that you saw, you know, that that with your son and then you saw your friend and instead of taking it into a negative direction, you used that as a way to fuel your positivity and, and fuel your your future because like you said, your 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 wife, your future wife isn't, you know, she's still here and she needs you and and you could have taken that and just gone one way with it and instead you decided to stick around for her and put some effort into you for her and for your family and for your future and that's so beautiful, man. I, I, you're incredibly strong, probably stronger than I could have been in that moment. And uh, I applaud that. That's incredible. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. It's, it's one of those things until, I mean, fortunately most people have never been in that situation, but you, you never know how you're going to respond to these things until you're actually faced with it. And it obviously is difficult and it has been difficult, but I do very much like to try and keep busy, trying to, to move on my life. And, and like I say, try and take learnings and, and look to see what you can do to change yourself and, and be accountable. And um, it's easy enough to, it's easy just to find excuses not to do something, either that you don't have the time, you don't feel like it, you've had a bad day at work, you can't be bothered. But what I like to tell myself is, when I, mean, I have these thoughts, and you do, because there are days when you don't want to get down and hit the mat or do it, but I say to myself, well, you're not going to lose weight, you're not going to get healthy by not doing the workout. So just get it done, you know, and that's what I think with DDPY there's, it's got programs for all levels you know, it's not like you need to spend hours a day on it, you have got ones that range from 15, 20, 30 minutes up to an hour or so, so it's not a huge time commitment um, 
as worked right through and the workouts now I'm doing are like the, the Diamond Cutter 2.0, Double Black Diamond 2.0 level. I don't spend hours each day on it and set unrealistic goals. I think you've got to be realistic and achievable and, and be patient with it because it's not going to happen overnight. You know, when I did when I set out I thought I probably want to lose around about hundred pounds I thought initially. Initially I thought from three ten I thought maybe two oh five would be a, a good starting point and then again I thought, right, we'll try and get down to about one ninety five and then like I say, I'll maybe try and go another five or ten pounds. Um I've not been overdoing it as such, you know, like I say, I like to keep it realistic and it's not the case that you need to do many a day. Um, for the first three or four months, probably between December and March, I was just only doing DDPY. I did cut out things like candy and sweets and crisps, junk foods, takeaways, but I wasn't following a diet plan and I lost about £30 or so in the first three months just purely doing DDP and, and eating a bit better. And then in March, I had a few weeks where I wasn't losing any weight. But you, that's where I also like the progress pictures because that was really important when the app and DDP will encourage you to take your progress pictures. And I found them really, really powerful. And it's good to actually see your own progress. So although I was wanting to lose weight, you can still see the progress you're making with your flexibility and how your body shape changes if you're not seeing the changes on the scales. But I also did want to start losing uh, weight as well again, so I decided to download the MyFitnessPal app and started tracking my calories I was taking each day. And again, you can set a target on there, so I think I'd set a target to lose maybe one and a half pounds a week, um, and it gave me a limit of 1,990 calories a day, so I've been keeping to that ever since. But I still have like four meals a day, I'm eating really well, um, I've got plenty of food, um, I'm just making better, healthier meal choices and it doesn't feel like I'm on a diet at all. So You're never hungry when you're eating that regularly so it's been easy to stick to. Um, and then as well as doing the DPY, I also started doing more walking. So I do play golf and that's another thing that I noticed when I was playing golf last year when the weight goes through your heels when you're swinging. So it, was, it wasn't helping my tendonitis and my Achilles to be honest in both feet but I enjoy it so much that I was just playing anyway, but I was struggling to walk around the course. I was limping badly for days. Afterwards, like, getting up and down stairs was sore. Um, so most days I started walking between sort of 6 and 10 kilometres, probably about 5, 6 times a week. If I played golf one day, for example, in Scotland here, I know it's a bit different in the States. A lot of the time you'll maybe like a, a golf cart or a buggy, but over here you usually walk around and carry your clubs, so that's good exercise as well. So if I was playing golf, I wouldn't go out walking, for example, but I would um, try and make sure I did some other form of exercise like at least six days a week. Um, but I did start out just walking. I've always had a very determined side to me, and once I've actually got my mindset in something, there's no changing it. But the problem is just getting that mindset in the first place. That's not so easy. You can't just flick a switch and say, right, I'm going to make this huge change today and that's it forever, you know, that's the hard part, is making that adjustment, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then in, in Scotland, where I live here, we do have a, a lot of amazing hills and mountains. And in August, I started doing some hill walking, um, and I've been doing probably about one hill a week and climbing a mountain a week. And last December, I just couldn't have dreamed of climbing a mountain. My fitness levels, my heels just wouldn't have had it. So that's been a great success for me, and things like that continue to inspire me to, to keep going and to, to 
go on. So I've been doing the programme as well. And then about five or six weeks ago, I also downloaded the Couch to 5K running app. So I'm progressing on with that. Um, that's the nine-week plan for those who are starting out running. And after nine weeks, you should be able to run for 30 minutes non-stop, which is basically uh, enough to do a 5K. And from being unable to run the length of myself, basically, last December, to be able to run is brilliant. And it's great being outside and, uh, and doing other forms of exercise as well. And then one of my goals from the programme as well was hoping to get back to playing soccer, which I've had to pause recently because with the, the COVID restrictions have just stopped it again. But um, I, I did manage to get back a few weeks ago playing soccer for the first time in probably about four years. And it was amazing the difference. And I was worried that my heels wouldn't take it anymore. Um, but to be honest, they were fine. And I, I definitely put that down to the, the DDPY programme without the rebuilding and re-strengthening your ligaments and tendons. There's just no way I could have done it. That's so awesome. Did it change your golf swing at all? It has totally changed my golf swing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been Uh, really bad at golf. (laughs) I've never been great at golf, but I've got worse. That's what I was asking. No, when I was was 300 pounds in high school when I was younger and stuff, I was always around 305. And I had a group of friends of mine, not golf, but we used to go surfing. I lived on the coast of New Hampshire in, in the United States in a big surf community. I used to go out every morning and surf, and I was 305 pounds. And my friends were incredibly amazed how nimble and how I could get up almost every time. And when I lost weight, I got down to 190 pounds, and I could never get up on a surfboard again. It threw off my whole, <laughs> like my whole everything. So I was curious to see if it affected, like, because I know when people lose weight, it's like you're you're not used to your whole new body dynamic. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. And um, before, when I used to swing, my ball flight would always go from left to right. And then all of a sudden this year, my ball started going from right to left. So when I'm hitting the ball, it's going a totally different shape. And I've not changed anything other than losing weight. I've not deliberately changed my golf swing to do this. So that was a bit off-putting for me. And also, when you stand and aim, you're obviously aiming a totally different place than you used to because you're a different shape. So just now, my golf game has suffered, but that's because I've not put the effort in, to be honest. I need to get a couple of lessons and get up to the range and practice. Whereas I've just been out playing on the course and... Um, the ball's probably not going as far just now, and I'm not sure where I'm going to miss it. Whereas before, I knew if I was going to miss it, it was going to go right. Just now, it could go left, it could go right, it could go long, it could go short. It's just it's all over the place. But um, over the winter, right. that's one of my goals because I enjoy being out on the course. I, I like the social side of golf. I like being out playing with my friends. I don't play it competitively really, or, or uh, to a great standard. But I play off about 22. Um, and I enjoy being out there and playing different courses and, and some amazing courses here in Scotland uh, and in the States, actually. I was over last year. And, uh, I've got family in California, so I, I played like Tory Pines and uh, one of the Trump National courses in LA when I'm in the States, so it's a, a big hobby of mine, but the, the weight loss has totally changed my, my golf swing, but uh, that's something I'll be looking to work on in the, the colder months so when the weather's not so good. Nice. Well, that's cool. I'll get it back. Um, yeah. Mark, I was wondering, um, here's a question that we've been asking the last couple of guests, and I'm really, really interested just to hear how you would answer it. Um, what would new Mark say to old Mark? Um, I probably wish I'd 
made these changes years ago. there wasn't really any excuse not to, and it, it does show you that it is just a mindset and it is just about having that attitude change because, like I say, I mean, the reason I put the, the before and after pictures on Facebook page is just to show that, like, if I can do this, so can anyone else. So there's nothing special about me, you know. I, if, if I can do it, so can you. So I would probably just say, just do it sooner. And what I love about the DDPY is that I love when he said, and Dallas says, make it your own, because yep. you don't feel like you have to follow everything exactly, and you're encouraged, you're actively encouraged to modify the workout. So with some other workouts you do, you feel like if you're not good enough to do them fully, you can't do the full workout, whereas Dallas encourages you to make it your own and modify, and I think that's great. And then also when he says, if you see you can or you see you can't, you're right either way, that really resonated with me the first time I heard it. I just absolutely yep. love that scene because I think attitude really is everything. And then also when he says, just own it. You know, anyone can do DDPY. So when you watch or read the testimonials, it's just so clear to me that there's a workout for everyone. You know, there's there's no excuses not to do it. Right. There's You can do it in your own bed. You know, I mean, what more do you want? So to me, <laughs> it's just about starting. And I'd, like I say, I listen to Jericho's podcast and I heard it every week, you know, like DDPY, 20% off, use promo code Jericho and all this. And it, it was hitting home, you know, and I was thinking about it and I did look at it. But it took me so long to, it, it was until I, I really had that motivation when I, I saw my friend in the hospital that day that until then I really thought like, right, let's do it now. It's just that initial starting point can be daunting, I think. And there's no need for it to be. Because, I mean, again, with DDPY, obviously I'm, I'm not like... Uh, trying to sell it obviously but um with a free you get a free uh, a free trial so there's absolutely nothing to lose so what is there stopping people you know if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you it's worked great for me and i think it worked for other people too and there's there's many people that i've told that friends and family and stuff that have asked me what i've done and this is the first thing i say to them and i send them the link and uh i just i, I would just start it sooner is what i would say there's there's no reason why you can't do it. It's amazing what you just said that, you know, fear is a, is a huge, you know, thing that clogs people up from taking that step towards whatever it is they want to do. And in this case, it's starting the program. I know sometimes it's, you know, it's really important just to have that leap of faith and do it. You know, because look at what can happen. I mean, your success story is amazing. Yeah, that's really kind to say. Thank you. And um, that is why I wanted to show people it is. It works for normal people. You know, it's not like, yeah, like I say, I, I, it's not someone that's already a, a top-level athlete. You know, this is I hadn't done any enough exercise for years. I wasn't physically right. able to do so, you know, so... It, it's helped me no ends, but it's just, it is just that mindset of just getting started. There's nothing to lose. Probably, it's probably partly as well the the whole yoga thing, you know. I, I was probably a bit uncomfortable yep. with it at first as well, where it's like yoga, you know, it's not really the, not really for me, you know. But once you start it and you realise the benefit it can have, it's absolutely like I, would, I wouldn't have any reservations and... I tell everyone about it, you know, that MD that asks me or MD that wants to listen, I'll, I'll tell them how good I think it is and how I think it can help them. Unfortunately, you can't make them start doing it, you know, because there's some people right. that have, have asked me, what have you been doing and what should I do? And 
you just want them to, to give it a try, you know, at least just give it a try, just be open-minded, that's one thing I would say. And like I say, with a, a free trial for it, if it doesn't work for you, that's fair enough. You know, I'm sure it won't work for everyone, but there's enough like success stories out there to show that it does work if you're willing to put in the effort. Yeah, it's such a like such a specialized like group of muscles that you work. You you mentioned it not being like only for like the extreme athlete. Like there's a lot of extreme athletes that do this. But one thing is we have people that are up to 600 pounds that do DDPY regularly. And when you're doing it and going through the motions and and you start getting those habits down, you know how to do certain things. You are as good as anybody who's like 200 pounds. And, you know, the more you do it, the better you get. And one of those examples that I, that I loved and, and I'm, is, uh, and I'll speak of uh, Chris Jericho again, who, you know, at the time was in good shape but wasn't doing DDPY for a while. Um, I, think, I think it was Jericho. But anyways, um, we were down in Mexico for the DDPY uh, retreat thing, and, you know, I'm sitting on the side snapping pictures and stuff for Paige because, like, you know, we needed to get, you know, photos and stuff. But – on the front row is uh, Big Red, Jason Richards, who I absolutely love. He's, he's hilarious, kid crazy. He does the karaoke down there every year and tears the roof off of the place. But he's about, he, at the time, he's at least three bills, you know, big, big boy. But he's doing DDPY regularly. And he's claims the front row spot right next to Chris Jericho. And I'm sitting there watching Jericho, who hadn't been working out a lot of the time. I think he was coming off an injury or something, but... Big Red is sitting there doing all the moves at three at three hundred and five pounds, three hundred pounds, whatever it was, and Jericho is gassed to the gills, like he's huffing and puffing. He's been out of the sinking, out of the routine. So here's a world class Chris Jericho next to, you know, Jason Richards, who's been doing this every day for the past few months, and it's amazing that they're at best keeping up with each other, and at worst, you know, Jericho's you know out of the routine a little bit. So you don't have to be like an extreme athlete to be doing this at a great level. Like you can have a 300 pound body and do it at the level of a extreme athlete. You know, I've seen DDP blow the hell up out of Rob Van Dam <laughs> at an MMA gym <laughs> where normally Rob Van Dam, you'd think of as one of the most flexible, like in shape, like sons of bitches. He's incredible. He's yeah. like way more flexible than anyone I've ever known. But in this thing, the more you do it, the more your body can do it. And, like, I think it's incredible that we have people who are 600 pounds or 300 pounds working up, uh, working out next to a guy who's a professional wrestler on TV every week because of his athleticism and his strength, and they're doing the same workout and keeping up with each other. I can't think of a workout that does that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the real beauties of the program is that there's a program there that works for everyone. You know, there's there's no limits to who can do it. You can do it anywhere, any place. You can do it any time that suits you. That's why I, I think that it's such a good program. I, You yeah. know, it's kind of weird when you, Mike, when you were talking, that, you know, I think one of the first hurdles for a lot of people isn't the workout itself. I think it's the mindset about the workout. For sure. Yeah, I would agree with that, Crystal. And, uh, I'd even you used to hear it in Austin's podcast as well. I used to listen to Austin's podcast also, and he would talk about it also. And for so long, yeah. I would hear it. And all all in last year, I knew about it. I, I heard it. I heard it. And you keep thinking, Alan, you should give that a try. I should give it a try. And it's so easy once you actually start, once you go into the app and download it. 
there's nothing to stop you. You know, like I, I'd looked at whether I should get the DVDs, whether I should get the app or not. Using the, my phone, I thought it was easier just to get the app. And that's worked so well, because even when I've been away on vacation, staying at hotels, staying with my family, you're still able just to stick on the app in the morning. I like to do it first thing, just gets it just gets it done and out of the way, and it's a good start to the day. So I personally prefer it when I can do it first thing in the morning. Um, but if you need to wait till night time, you can. You know, you've got the option there. Um, yep. So to me, that's the beauty of it as well. It can be done anywhere. You know, it, it's so simple and that's the bit I, I can't believe now it, it took me so long to start I wish I'd done it sooner I wish I'd done it much earlier it's you know it's it's incredible how many times we try to uh, sabotage ourselves in our lives um, I you know I I don't have any excuses but I can give you 30 off the top of my head if you want them <laughs> like you know what I mean? yeah absolutely Sometimes you know, you know, I'll I'll sit there and just you know you unre- you'll think oh I'll go work out or I'll do this and then your mind starts to just try to convince you of other things. I think a lot of times I'm an analytical person. I I'm overthinker at, at incredibly an overthinker. But sometimes when it comes to stuff like this, like taking that leap or or just putting the mat down, it's best to just shut off your brain and just start it because once you start, yeah. you don't you never not finish like. And you never regret it. And just the first step is sometimes the hardest. And it makes me, like, you know, all of us have the ability, no matter how far down we've gone or how far we've fallen, we all have the ability at this moment to completely change our course. And it's frustrating to think of that because I know how many times I've struggled or people I know have struggled. And we all have it within our power to kind of turn it around. I uh, was watching – a documentary the other day, Bob and the Monster. He's a he was a Bob. He's the guy in Jockey uh, Drew's uh, you know uh, rehab team. But he was a, a, a famous singer. He was in a band called Polonius Monsters. And he said when he talks to addicts, because you know food and addiction and health, I feel all go along with addicts and addiction, and it all kind of goes together. But he said when somebody asks him why, what's the point of getting sober, or in this case, what's the point of getting healthy? Um, he always says to him, he says, you know, he says, if you give them a load of BS in that moment, they're looking for truth. They're looking for something. And if you give them a a contrary, you know, contrived bullshit platitude or whatever, it's, it's very, uh, you know, harmful. But he said, look at how you're living right now and look at how hard you're fighting to keep living this way. When we're out of overweight and we're you know whether it's addiction or food we're fighting to live a bad life we're fighting every day to maintain a life that's miserable for us and i found that so profound like it's just when you realize you have ultimate power in your hands to take your own miserable existence whether you're depressed or angry or overweight or on on drugs or whatever when you realize you have the power to right now change things it really is baffling that we continue to fight to live such a unhealthy and unsatisfying life. And it's up to us to like realize that the power is in our possession. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's another thing from uh, reading DDP's book, The Positively Unstoppable, when he encourages you to set your goals and to write them down. I found that worked really well for me as well. Um, I probably, I do a lot of sort of reflecting back, especially things like at work and stuff. I, I do a lot of reflecting on what I've done, what I could do better. 
I spend a lot of time looking back at what I've done and analysing. I'm not. I don't. I don't think I've got a great imagination, so I, I don't think I'm as good at looking forward as I am at reflecting. So for me to actually write down some goals, I found really good. It's a bit different for me, but I, I found like that really helped, and it was like, well, look at the things I've not been able to do. So going to play football, fives aside, soccer, you know, like <laughs> struggling to play golf, going like climb a mountain. We've got like Monroe's in Scotland, you know, that are mountains over a certain height, nothing like you get in North America, to be fair, but still, I've never climbed one, you know, so I was like, I want to be able to go and climb a Monroe, I want to be able to go back and play football, um, just certain things that I hadn't been able to do for so long that you enjoy doing, and once you get out of the habit of doing it, it becomes so hard. When I was young, 1920, I used to play football four days a week, and I could run all day, it wasn't a problem to me, and then to go from that to never playing and well, like I say, four years, and I haven't played regularly in probably about ten years, maybe longer. So to be able to go back and, and put a pair of football boots on and, and play football again was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And that was the goals I was, when I was reading the book. And he says, like, right, get a goal and write it down. It's not something that I've ever been big on, but I thought, you know what, I will. So I, again, just took my phone, got into notes, and put down my here's my goals. One of them was to do X number of push-ups. The end of last year, I couldn't have done any push-ups. And now, like, one of my friends sent me one of the Facebook challenges where you need to do 25 push-ups for 25 days and stuff like that, you know. And I was able to do it, whereas last year, I couldn't have done one and then in December, whereas now I was able to do the 25 each day, which, again, is down to, to the DDPY. Wow. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's powerful, man. That's incredible. Congratulations. That's that's a huge, you know, and you know, we have a lot of, uh, you know, inspiring stories come on this show, and, and I know that, like, I know that yours is going to help a lot of people because you're dealing with a set of circumstances that is unique to certain people. Like, a lot of people don't, will never know, and, and thankfully never know the kind of pain that you've dealt with, and, you know, it's an exclusive club of people, and I hate to say this, but a lot of people don't recover. They don't allow themselves to have that, you know, moment of pulling yourself out of it. And you got faced with one of those situations that, you know, life brought you to your knees in a way that's the worst kind of possible pain. And through that, you used it to propel yourself to be better, be a better human being and uh, be a better fiance and future husband. And, you know, that's really commendable because, it's it's a rough it's a rough one and I hope I never have to deal with it. I hope Crystal you never have to deal with it. But the fact that you did and you really kind of used that to change your own life, um, is very powerful. And I said this to to Hayden after he lost Laura and I said the biggest insult when you lose a loved one would be to give up because right. I know Laura fought so hard to be here, to stay here. And if you take the fact that you're still here for granted when she did everything she could to fight to stay, that's that's not cool. That's not how she would have wanted it. And I know, I know your your, your son was was so young and stuff, but I know that, you know, it's something that as as a son you'd want your dad to move on and move on and, and be happy and find something. And the fact that you use that as a way to inspire you and change your world and change your life for the better and be a better person to other people and. 
you said at the beginning you were looking for a life overhaul and hearing your story, it's apparent that your life is just a fresh coat of paint on it and it's something to be proud of and uh, we are grateful for you for sharing that for us tonight. Yeah, thanks and thanks again for giving me the platform. Like I say, I, I'm not one for attention, you know, I, I don't post a lot in the group or anything, it just doesn't work for me personally. If it does work for people, do it, you know, like definitely, if that's what works for you. It's just not really my style. Um, but I just felt that I going through what I've been through and telling people about can help because, unfortunately, it is more common than you realise as well. The amount of people that have like came to me since and said they lost a child is unbelievable. And you would never know people you've known for years and you don't know have suffered that loss. Then suddenly they share with you and that can be really strong as well and that can give you a lot of strength when you don't you think it's just you you know and when you actually realize you know this does happen and it happens to normal people and it happens to people you know i was on holiday like last year after the funeral we booked up to go to the dominican republic for a couple of weeks just to get away from it for a bit and i was sat reading a book and it was a former soccer player a guy called mark walters who's got a book called winging it and um he was the he was one of the first black players to play in the Scottish Professional League and uh, he played for my team of sport, which is Rangers. And I was reading his book. So I'd actually bought this book over a year before and I went to his book launch and I met him that night and he was a fantastic footballer and he's got a great story. So I was reading his book on holiday and I was basically only there because we'd lost our son. And then when I got to the end of the book, there was a chapter where he spoke about his family throughout and then it got to about 260 pages in and he actually said, you know, like, my kids weren't our first child. We did have a baby who, like, died in like, infancy. And I'd had that book for over a year and I just couldn't believe that it sat there. I hadn't looked at it. The only reason I was on that holiday was because we'd lost our son and now I was just reading his book where he'd suffered the same loss and I just couldn't believe it. So I actually reached out to him on Twitter and sent him a message and just said like how like, ironic it was really of all the stories, and he got back to me and said like it does like you'll never forget that like time's a healer and it does get easier to cope, and I was so like moved, you know, it was just great that like people put themselves out there and share their story, so it's not easy to talk about. It is difficult, and again, that's not something I've really shared a lot, and I've not told many people about that. But if it helps someone else, and it's worth it. And it's not easy to talk about, but it's happened, you know, so you need to face up to it. And that's one of the things I said to my fiancé at the time. I was like, you do see people who have such a tragic loss and are such a tragedy, and it just consumes them. And I was like, I'm just, I don't want that to be us, you know. I, I just don't want it to, to become who we are, you know. You're, you've got to move on in life and, and deal with, with tragedy, be it a loss of a child, a parent, a son, like, brother, sister, whatever, every experience is lost, and you do, it is about how you deal with it and, and try and cope, which isn't easy, but there's people out there that have, have been through it as well, you know, and you can get through these things. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm emotional. I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, I'm just, I was just going to say, in the, in the moment where you were at your lowest, you read that, and, and it brought you comfort, and you reached out. And I've, when you're going through one of those tragedies, just talking to someone who's further into it than you are, and you look at them, and you're like, they're, they're getting through it. They're getting by, you know? It means the world, yeah. as, as those words meant for you. And 
you know, I'm sure there's somebody who's going to listen to this at some point and, you know, maybe going through a fresh wound themselves. And, you know, like you said, it's been almost, uh, it's been a year. It's not, it's as fresh in your mind as ever, but you're here and you're, you're getting through it and you're putting in the effort into life and somebody's going to listen to that and they're going to be fresh in, in, in the muck and they're going to realize that it's, it's possible to flourish and move on and become something even greater because of the tragedy and the strength you showed. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, it, it is hard, you know, um, like last day, uh, last Thursday would have been his first birthday, you know, and uh, so it is very raw at this time because anniversaries are tough, you know, things like Mother's Day are tough, Christmas was tough, you know, there's all these occasions you should be celebrating as a family and you just don't look forward to them because, like, Mother's Day in particular, I found a horrible day this year. And luckily, I've still got my mother with me, you know, and she's a great mum. And um, But I knew the pain she felt. It's like her firstborn grandson, you know, should have been there on Mother's Day with her and wasn't. So they're the things that are hard, you know. But again, you then look and you've got, like, I've got my, my fiancé there and that, and you've got to be strong to an extent for them as well. But also, they're there for you too. And I'm lucky that I've got a good bunch of friends and family and that are there for you. But people doing little gestures and little things makes a huge difference. You know, I I just, I'm in tears. But the, the biggest thing um, I've learned, because I've had a couple of very traumatic experiences as well, and one of the things that I always used to do was I thought I had to be quiet in order to not give anything any attention but I think the power in everything that you just made me realize Mark is that telling your story um, is very freeing not only for you but it could really help somebody else and I really commend you for you know breaking into something that is just so cherished and so raw and so emotional it's very hard it's very difficult but i commend you for being strong enough to share that that means the world thanks Chris. thank you i appreciate that it, it's not easy but I, I do think it helps i really do yeah i do too no i mean you know i we, we only have a couple more minutes here but i just wanted to touch on that we'd love to have you back and i'd love to check in with you you know down the line a little bit see how things are going and stuff um your story is incredible. Just the tragedy of it, but also just the strength and the and the, the the success that you've had. And you know, DDPY seems so inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. But I know for a fact that you know the community and the product that you know DDP has put out there and stuff is very helpful for people who are you know in, in traumatic situations, stressed or whatever have you. There is a release in that as well, and. Uh, I just, you know, I thank you for coming on here and telling us that story because it's it's not only, it's not just tragic, it's inspiring and it's it's motivating and it's, uh, you know, you never like you said, you never know how strong you can be until being strong is the only choice you have. And yep. yeah, you know, you rose to the occasion and we appreciate you coming on here and we'd love to have you come back again. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. And again, thanks so much for having me. I, I appreciate having the platform to tell my story. I, I really hope if it, if it helps just one person out there, I, I think it's been absolutely worthwhile. You already oh, have. Thank you so much. 
and uh, we appreciate you staying up late too for us. I know it's pretty late over yeah. there, but um, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be talking again, hopefully uh, soon, but uh, yeah, right. that's all we're, we're all out of time right now. Is there anything you want to, uh, I know you're not doing, you know, do a lot of like blogs and social media and stuff, but if you're wanting to, to put a plug for a blog or a Facebook page or anything like that, feel free. Um, yeah, like I said, I do post now and again, or once I think in the, the DDPY Facebook group, I've been following the, the radio page and that as well. So if folk want to see more about my story, I'll, I'll, I'll comment on the, the Facebook radio page. I think it's Mark underscore sure. Max, you see here. Um, but yeah, and, and if there's anyone out there that, that wants to reach out and ask me anything I can do or share, that's one of the good things about the, the Facebook page as well. When you do put stuff out and people ask you to, to share your, your experience, I'm always happy to do so, and hopefully some of the stuff that's worked for me might work for others as well. And like I say, you know, if I can do it, so can you. When I, I put that transformation picture up, that was the, the overriding thing for me, that, that if I can do this, so can you, so... I love it and and transformation is a hell of a word because like you said at the beginning you you overhauled your life and and you know it's it's never perfect it's never over but you're putting in a lot of effort and you know that's that's really commendable so thank you so much get some sleep man we appreciate you coming on with us oh you too man thank you so much and uh, that's uh Good. we're we're in another episode of DDP Radio live in the books and Crystal. I don't know. Yes. That, was, that was a good one. You're going to have to come up with a really good quote to follow good. that. But I have faith in you that you're going to throw us out with a with a really good uh, quote to wrap us up and, and blast us into next week. Oh, it's a good one. And when I saw this one, I thought of Mark. So um, I'm here to support your journey, not walk it for you. Nobody can know for you. That's your power, Will Smith. Wow. Good one from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I like it. That's perfect and really fitting. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Crystal. This hour flew by. We'll be back with a brand new episode of DDP Radio Live next week. Mark, get some sleep. We'll see you in the morning. We'll talk to you guys. And uh, iTunes and Stitcher, you guys want to download and subscribe uh, DDP Radio uh, you can always hit that subscribe button on iTunes and Stitcher as well as the DDP Radio Facebook page. But until next week, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Crystal, for all your hard work. Thank you. Mark, we appreciate oh, it. We'll see you guys soon. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Page. Oh! He did a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. Talk Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.